Welcome to Night Light. Step away from the mainstream and gather around as we enlighten the world and our realities and travel this cosmic journey we call life. Join us as we share with you and provide that beacon that can guide us all to a better way. Explore with us as we examine a metaphysical montage of spiritual insights covering everything from the mundane to the magical, UFOs to unicorns, and everything in between. This is a time of awakening, of sharing and evolving, of spreading our wings and soaring on the cosmic breath of creation. Come and join with other light-minded spirits as we weave our lights together to seek understanding, enlightenment, and with a little luck, some wisdom. This is Nightlight, a reminder that you are never alone. Welcome to Nightlight, everybody. So glad you could join us. It's going to be a good show tonight. I'm very excited about my guest. He's written a book called Time Shifts, Experiences of Slipping into the Past and Future, and his name is Von Brasher. Every now and then, somebody reports stepping out of normal time and space. It doesn't seem to matter where they live or their background. The veil of ordinary reality drops and they suddenly slip into the past or future, usually seamlessly and unknowingly experiencing a temporary and accidental form of time travel. Sharing detailed accounts from people who have experienced time slips and shifts between realities, including his own experiences, Vaughn examines what their stories have in common to establish the pattern behind how these sudden slips in time occur. He examines criticisms of the scientific support for this phenomenon, debunking claims that time slips are delusions, implanted memories, or remembrances of past lives, and showing that they may be related to energy vortexes, tears in the fabric of our reality, black holes, astral travel, or light body movements. Studying reliable models from both the West and East, he compares these excursions with shamanic journeying and the practices of yoga masters and mystics who use trance-like meditative states to travel outside normal space and time. Exploring the work of Einstein and other physicists, the author also examines the different speed with which time passes in ordinary reality and during time shifts. People find that only a few minutes have eclipsed for a time shift experience that appeared to take hours. Vaughn is an award-winning journalist and former, former faculty member at Omega Institute, has led workshops throughout the United States and the United Kingdom. A lifetime member of the Theosophical Society, he is the author of several books, including Seven Secrets of Time Travel. Welcome to the show, Vaughn. I'm so glad you could join me and uh, enlighten me on a lot of this. Hi, Barbara. It's good to be with you. I have my nightlight on. I'm ready for it. Say, this is a great <laughs> opportunity to talk about time 
And it's always been a fascinating subject to me because I noticed that that we lived in kind of a boxed-in world here, you know, a surface world, a shadow world, world of illusion, if you will, where nothing seems to change very quickly. We have this, I, I call it this boxed-in feeling all around us, you know. It's like, I think in my first book, um, Seven Secrets, I described being caught in a spider web, but having the great sense of, of, of mobility and, 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 and fluidity that we can we can go up and down and side to side and can bounce forward and backward. But those are the three dimensions we have. It's nothing more. We can't really move, you know, and everything moves so slowly. Everything seems to take forever here to change. You know, it's like being stuck on an iceberg floating in the ocean and you can't see on the other side of the iceberg to see how big it is or who's there. You can't see how tall it is or how far down into the water the iceberg goes. You can't see around the iceberg. It's, it, you're just sitting cold, afraid to move, and, and, and that's the way we are. We're just, like, we're just like being bumped around by our environment. And it's like, I think it's, it's sad people have this, this boxed-in feeling. So I'm not the first one to notice this, of course, but one of one of our theosophists, who was also a Gurdjieff uh, colleague, was P. D. Uspensky, and he wrote many marvelous books. And one of them was Tur- uh, uh, Tertian Oregonum, and it was supposed to be a book to explain many many things, Tertian Oregonum. And <clears throat> he wrote In Search of the Miraculous, and 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 and, and, and so many wonderful books. Well, now. He says, you know, it's like we're living in in a room on the second floor, and we have no idea what's below us, no idea what's above us. There's no windows to see outside the room. We can't really, from the muffled sounds, detect what is above us or what's below us. You know, it's like Plato's allegory of the cave, you know, centuries earlier said the same Mm -hmm. thing. We have such a limited view of things. Well, you know, <clears throat> um, but you know, like like <laughs> like Plato, you know, Ospinsky uh, 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 um, didn't think this was hopeless. He said, if you raise your consciousness and go within, you know, to what 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 Carl Jung would call the, the great unconscious, you know. And for anyone who hasn't read the Red Book, give it a try. Uh, Jung explored the depth of this deeper consciousness uh, and, and all that it held and all the answers are there inside you but you've got to go deep inside you and, and, and Ospensky said you have to get outside yourself you know you are the barrier you know you are a, a physical being with physical limitations you know we're, we're, we're limited by the three dimensions we're limited by the, the, the laws of physics that govern our physical bodies we can't like move forward and backward in time, but we can. We can. Our consciousness can. Our consciousness can. And there are people that have done it accidentally, you know. And these are called time slips, and they're very unnerving for people. I mean, I've had them, and they're they're very startling. And you think, oh my gosh, this can't be. You know, I, I'm I'm hallucinating. <laughs> it's a delusion. It's a daydream. This never ever happened. And you talk to somebody else, and they had a similar experience. 
But a lot of people don't want to talk about it because they think you're a little crazy. Well, you know, crazy like a fox. You actually opened up your consciousness for just a moment, and you took one big step beyond, and, and that's all it takes, you know. And there are groups of people that have learned to do this, you know. In the East, we have the Samadhi mystics. They teach your young how to do this. We have the example of, of shamans in, 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 in indigenous cultures. We see it, you know, prevalent in North American Indian tribes. The shaman would go into a deep trance, and he would seem to go beyond time and space. He would go back in time to listen to the ancestors, you know, not to interact, but just to observe, you know, because you're not there physically. You can't really interact in the same way. You go, you go forward in time to see what the future holds for, for the people. And, and, and this is very important to each one of us on an individual level because every one of us, I think, is really on a hero's journey of discovery and insight. Just as much as Dorothy on the uh, following the yellow brick road, just as much as Odysseus, you know, sailing uh, hopefully toward Ithaca and his wife, always going forward, always hoping to advance against overwhelming challenges and obstacles, you know. And and this hero's journey of discovery is filled with many treasures, and what the treasures are what you learn along the way. Well, you know, I think many people have had the experience um, of an out-of-body experience. Um, I, I would, I would, I think, you know, when I've worked with large groups, <clears throat> I've asked people to raise their hands if they've ever experienced uh, an out-of-body experience, and you know, no hands have gone up, and people have looked at me strangely. And then I'll say, yeah. "Have you ever been in bed and felt like you were falling and suddenly jerked yourself awake?" And, you know, yeah. lots of hands yeah. went up. And I said, that was an out-of-body experience. You were being jerked back into your physicality. So you Absolutely. had an out-of-body experience. And, That's and it's, so it's, true. And, and so when people you have talk them about... And they don't, they, yeah, they don't realize it when, when it happens to them because it's so uh, um, out of the ordinary. Um, we have no way of describing that culturally. It's 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 odd. You can't really uh-huh. you can't really measure it. You know, it's it's because it's nothing about this is structural or physical or or can can be measured in a scientific manner. This is the 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 journey of spirit is what it is. And and I mean, as soon as I wrote this book, I I knew that I I, I knew that in, in researching this book, time shows that there were indeed many people that would awaken in the morning and they would um, have these these uh, sense that they'd been somewhere else in their dreams, you know. So I, I wrote uh-huh. a book on, uh, on um, mysterious messages from beyond and in the beginning, mysterious messages, which just came out. I, I think I, I talk about people who will be walking in the woods and they hear their name called and they'll be they'll be in their bed in the morning and they feel like they've been somewhere, you know. And, yeah. and they're very disoriented, very disoriented. I remember my son he used to he used to wake up in the morning when he was little and he would say he'd be talking and who were you talking to? He said, I was talking to the dead. And he was quite serious because you know, he was speaking, he wasn't quite awake, but he was answering, yeah. you know, the question, I was talking to the dead. You know, and, and I think we've all had these, these 
sort of dreams, you know. And this is, you know, also a great area of, of, of travel, if you will, of time travel. is where we travel in lucid dreams, dreams that take us outside the physical body, in our conscious body. And, and, and their spirit roams without uh, the barriers of time and space anywhere, going anywhere, uh, seeing anything, you know, alternate realities, uh, other timelines, anything. Yeah, and it's not meant to be, you know, let me take a vacation. There's always, when you do something like this, there's always a purpose to it. Um, you yeah. know, it, it, it's not just, you know, I'm going to Disneyland. It's, <clears throat> it's, you know, I went here, and it's important, I believe, yeah. for people to journal yeah. down these experiences so that they can yeah. look at them and, and try to surmise what message we were trying to give to ourselves to help our reality. Yeah, it's exactly it. You know, and, and you can tell when it's a lucid dream. People say, well, it was very crystal clear and it was in color and it seemed to, you know, answer questions that I had 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 floating around. And it's like, I don't know if it was a lucid dream. Well, here's the thing. You know, if it's not, if it's not, not in your memory banks, <laughs> you know, you didn't program yeah. it in your in your in your brain. You know, it's not in your frame of reference. You're not you're not rehashing unresolved questions that you could not resolve during your so-called waking hours. You know, and 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 you know, a lot of our dreams, of course, are are um, they're 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 restless uh, nights when the brain isn't quite asleep, and we're we're rolling over these thoughts in our minds, these unresolved questions, concerns about what comes next. And we can't resolve these questions even when we're wide awake. So whatever makes us think we could do it when we're half asleep. Well, it's just that, you know, it's the restless mind is what it is. But we're talking beyond mind. And to my Buddhist friends, I must say, uh, yes, I'm, I'm saying it's beyond the mind. It is your consciousness. It is the that that self that that inner self that true higher self that dwells within you, which many of us call spirit or consciousness, you know, mm-hmm. um, if you if you want soul, although I think we're all one soul, but I think we each have a spirit, and, yeah. and that that spirit that spirit within you is 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 the part of you that's hidden in. Reserve, always waiting to be awakened. It's time to awaken. It's time to go within and, 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 and meet this person and to let it roam and discover and learn. Now, this well, is the that, greatest that, challenge of our lives. The, the spirit is that part of us that travels throughout eternity. So that yeah. <clears throat> caught in a caught in a a physical a, a physical avatar, if you will. Um, I think sometimes that spirit gets bored with the mundane yeah. stuff, and Very and bored. you know there is there is a, a a a quest to expand and to learn and to grow, and the only time it appears that this part of ourselves is able to stretch is when our ego is asleep and and we're at at rest and. Yeah. And not controlling and holding on to, and, and at that point in time, 
we're able to yeah. transcend the physical and move into the ethers and and either astral yeah. traveler or and <clears throat> what I found what I find fascinating is of course um, going back in time is something that yeah. is probably more acceptable to a lot of people than going forward in time yeah. because because yeah. because the future has yet to be programmed. So well, we're we're a little worried to look into the future. I think it's it's kind of like a, almost a, a, an inner taboo for a lot of us. We don't want to know the future, you know. You want, we want to know the future, and yet we don't want to know the future. And we have no we have no frame of reference for the future, you know. Whereas in the past, we have some idea that we were there, or certainly our kind was there, and we in fact uh-huh. were there. You know, but back to this idea of the the inner self, the the self that dwells within our spirit. You know, it is an eternal uh, aspect of us, and and long after your shelf life as a person is over, let's face it, we're like a box of cereal. We'll we'll have a shelf life, just like that old you know Chevy in the in the garage. It has a shelf life, and and so do our physical bodies. But but you know. Our spirit goes on, and it has always gone on. And if we're looking for, if we're looking for a spiritual advisor, a guide, you know, um, uh, a teacher, look within. <clears throat> All the answers are within us. It is our <laughs> inner spirit. Our inner spirit has seen everything before us, and it knows exactly why you're here, <clears throat> and it knows what you should be doing and where you should be going. It also knows the future. Well, you know, and, and I think to borrow a term from Star Trek, I think the internal journey is the final frontier. It is. It is. It is. I know a lot of people like to say, are are we living in the matrix? It, and in fact, we all are. We're, we're all living, if, if you want to call it a maze. You know, we're all, we're all going through, you know, some kind of a tunnel, you know, looking for a way out. We're all boxed in. You know, and 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 we're looking for the way home, and I'll leave it. I'll leave it to your listeners to discover what is what is home. Is it Ithaca? Is it returning to Kansas? You know, it, it could be different things to different ones. You know, but I I think I think all of us want to return to source, return to light, return to the one soul, and then we're going to come right back here again, do it again. Well, I I would agree. To a point, I do believe that, um, and this is this is part of the stuff that I've been working on lately. That that our our spirit our so our spirit is on a journey, and yes. that journey is through the cosmos, and it 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 will go beyond what humanity is, and it, it's yes. gathering information, it's growing, it's expanding, and. Personally, I believe that at some point in time, our spirit will get to the point in time that it is so evolved that it will break through into another dimension and become a source consciousness for that dimension. I see no point in going home and taking what we've learned because home already knows it all. I think we need to go forward in order to be a creator ourselves. Yeah, well, the idea of the arc of the hero's journey historically and psychologically has been that you would you would return home a transformed, more enlightened person, 
and you would uh, a changed a changed person, and uh-huh. and you would you would bring insight with you when you come, you know, and so it's 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 the idea of the hero's altruism or sense of well-being for the whole the whole the whole of community. And in that sense, I think that we are all part of the one light. We are all part of one consciousness. This is something I feel very strongly about. And 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 when 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 we leave, you know, it, it, we will evolve. And and I think that I think that this is what consciousness wants of us here, right now, where where we are, right, sitting here on this this beautiful ball of dirt that we call the Earth. It, it, it's to grow and learn. And evolve and and experience and bring something more back to the the whole, back to the one source, the, back to source. So I think when I say go uh-huh. home, I always I always think it's back to source, the 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 one source of all, which is the the one light, if you will. Yeah, we're all really and, basically and I, just light. <laughs> oh, absolutely, and that's that's basically you know where we come from, and and. And we have a piece of that source inside of all of us, a seed, if you will. So, so as you know, as people in boxes now, um, I think everyone does ex- experience to some degree some of this slipping into the past and slipping into the future and having deja vu. Yeah. And yeah. and it, it's it's sort of like um, a good idea to to pay attention to those slips because they're giving you a message as to the purpose of this particular adventure, so to speak. Yeah, they're and meaningful. It, you know, I mean, as, as, as Jung would say, is this, this is a significant, uh, what do you call it, significance, um, synchronicity. That you keep having uh-huh. these same slippages all the time. Why do you keep slipping back there? Why do these things keep happening to you? Well, pay uh, pay attention because the cosmos, in it, in its great wise way of bringing things in front of you repeatedly in a, in a sense of karmic identity, is 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 trying to get your attention. You know, and and it's um, we need to be more observant. We need to see with new eyes, hear with new ears, as 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 prescribed time and again in the Old and New Testament. See with new eyes and hear with new ears. If we could only do that, you know, because what we see here in the surface world is simply the surface, you know, shadows. We're looking at reflections of light off of objects. We're never really seeing anything. And and and, and, and we talk about this as the world of illusion. Well, you know, when when does it become solid? I mean, everything is in a state of perpetually becoming something new. We we need yeah, to get uh, into yeah we need to get into this 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 mindset or this rhythm that everything is in a state of dynamic change, and we need to to adapt to that, not hold on to everything being just so, you know, because it's never going to be that's, like that. Yeah, no, that's very true, and and humanity as a whole lately has gone through an, a major shift and. And yeah. times will never be, you know, the good old times are gone, and and yeah. so we have we have the opportunity to create create new good old times. Uh, exactly. And I think most people are sitting back 
anticipating or wondering and I don't believe that they're aware that, that they are responsible for the changes that are coming. That, exactly. That it is we're, all, we're, all create, we're all creating this change. Even those who sit on the sideline and seemingly do nothing are contributing to the change. Even as an observer, we're, we're, we're affecting the, the, the scene. You know, and, and even if we do nothing, well, even things that, that decompose, you know, add to the picture, you know, add to the, the structure. You cannot not be involved. You know, we're all involved. And we're involved with just our thoughts and, and, and the kind of thought forms we project out. It, it's really not uh, important to think about doing things. It's, it's important to think about thinking things and creating things with the energy within us. Yeah, I think, and that's unfortunately our society being as high-tech as it is, in, in many ways has taken away the element of creativity from us. And, you know, being creative and and utilizing your creative energy to help to manifest a better world is something we all can do. And it starts with each person as an individual. It's sort of like... It takes a lot of rainbows, a lot of raindrops to make, uh, you know, a, a stream that becomes a river, that becomes an ocean, that becomes a tsunami. So, you know, it's important yeah. for everybody to do their part. And, um, and, 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 and every little ripple you put in the pond affects everyone else in the pond. Absolutely. You know, the ripple effect for each one of us is significant. And you don't know really how influential it will be. But, you know, I mean, even everything that we, we think and do is, is, is a part of this. There could be no people living in caves, renunciant, and not taking part in this world. I refuse to yes. accept that. You know, everybody should get involved. Well, I, I believe everybody will. <laughs> I think everybody does, yeah, that, actually. It, well, yeah, and those that, who live it, in the cave it, will be affected as well, you know. There's nobody, yeah. there's nobody isolated. We are all interrelated and interdependent. And we, we need to wrap our heads around that. So, so how do you, what would you suggest to people that, that really want to start to take control of things? How do they begin? Because, because we really do have control. We, we truly do. We, we, and, have, yeah, we I absolutely mean, do, yeah. Absolutely. And I think well, you know, you know there, there, are, there have been times when I've said, well, I don't think I want to repeat that one again, but, you know, <laughs> I drew it to me, so it there is, must it, be a it reason. Is, it, is, it, is, it is fundamentally important to release your inner spirit or your, your, the, 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 the self that dwells within you, you know, your consciousness. You have mm-hmm. to start thinking consciously and not and not just depending on this little pocket calculator we call our human brains because you know that that's a, a little uh, i mean we all use them right i mean it's how i kind of yeah. add up you know my bank statement at the end of the month <laughs> on good months when i can do it but you know it, yeah. it, it, this this is a flawed this is a flawed uh, mechanism you know it is it is influenced by the information we program in it including the misinformation and disinformation we program into it. And there's a lot of that. There's a lot of deep, you know, bad programming that goes into our minds culturally, and, uh-huh. and, and we, don't, we don't observe and process information correctly. 
I mean, my first half of my life was as a journalist, and I used to just be astounded by what we don't see. We're just not that observant. You know, you could have 10 people witness an accident. You'd have 10 different stories. And if you interview them on one day and then the next day, you'll probably get 20 different stories. You know, we, we, we just don't, we're not that observant, you know. But yeah. your consciousness your inner, your inner self, your inner spirit, this inner, this inner, let's call it intelligent energy that dwells within you. This intelligent energy dwells within you is 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 so so keenly aware. It has powers of awareness that are so far beyond our five physical senses of perception, and and that's the way uh-huh. we need to see, start seeing the world and seeing ourselves and seeing our place in the world and our, our place in the greater scheme of things in the cosmos, in, in all of creation, and thinking about where we've been and where, where we are and where we should be going and, 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 and where we should be headed in the future. You know, it, it is, and thinking about others, you know. Uh, it, we, we live in such a me-first era. It's just frightening, you know. Very few people are concerned with their neighbors. I finally moved out to a little island. Why? Because these people are all very different people. But the, all these people on these islands, on this little island, are basically concerned about we're all in this together. And it's like pioneer mentality. We 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 all look out for each other, you know. Uh-huh. So I mean, if you if if you're if you're gone, you don't worry about a thing. They, they water things for you going to water things for you and take care of your pets and pick up your mail and you don't even have to ask them they'll stop you if you're walking on the road you want to ride you know but we've we've lost this connectedness with with each other you know and this is really scary because we are all interrelated we are all interdependent we are all on 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 the in on this road together this road of spiritual evolution and discovery and and we are all part of the one light. Well, if you go way way back, and I mean way way back, there was a a group consciousness almost that, that people yeah. were able yeah. to um, to communicate, you know, as a whole as a group consciousness, and it was really quite phenomenal. But but independence came in, and all sorts of things came in over thousands and thousands of years, and we lost that connectiveness. And I think we're 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 trying. A lot of people are trying to get back to that now, and and it is yeah. it is an unusual. It's it's there is a group consciousness. There is everybody has experienced from time to time that you know the phone rings and you know who it is, or the doorbell rings oh, and yeah. you know who it is. Yeah. We have yeah. all of these. In in lots of ways, our bodies are avatars for the spirit, and. And our bodies are like um, they're like a DeLorean, and the the only yeah. thing is we weren't given the owner's manual, so that yeah. all of the bells and whistles are still inside, but we we have yeah. access to them. And in dream state, especially, we are able to connect with them. We can u- utilize them, and so for people to get more in touch with them themselves, yeah. so that they can they can um, trigger some of these wonderful time yeah. shifts that are so cool. I mean, tell about the tell about the, the, the poor family that, that was driving along and they took a detour and, and the detour <sighs> oh. 
That's this, a great this story. Is such a, this, this is actually a common story. I was telling the story uh, in Australia, and and, um, and and I got these two women in Australia saying they had a similar story. Well, here's essentially is, is the story. This couple are driving along the road, the highway, and they they're you know they're you know it's a nice day, and they think oh let's let's take a little sides you know, um, trip, and they, they pull off into this little town along on the highway, and they go into this town, and the clock is, like, stuck at a certain time, and there's a woman pushing a baby carriage, and, she, you know, she doesn't seem to be moving. She seems to be stopped, and and there's, I'm trying to think what else there was. Uh, there were... Diner. Building, yeah, the diner, yeah. And anyway, so they... So it was really weird, you know, and they, they think, like, this doesn't seem right. But they got back on the highway, and they said, well, let's try the next town. You know, it might be more interesting. The same dang thing, you know, the clock, the diner, the woman pushing the baby carriage, you know, and it happened twice. And so I was telling this story in Australia, and these two women said, oh, my gosh, you were telling our story. I said, well, I think this has happened to a few people. You know, it, it, I mean, you you hear this story uh, uh, again and again as like an urban legend. I think there was even a uh-huh. twilight zone on this, a twilight zone on this. You know, this is like this happens to people, and people will take uh, they'll. What happens is is you'll just slip in and out of time. You know, I I think we have to think of there being alternate timelines. There's really just one timeline. It's like a big conveyor, and you take one uh-huh. step. And then you're at a different point on the on the time conveyor. But what what keeps us all kind of here in the here and now is we're we're fixated by our our sense of, of perception. We're fixated on this on this on this spot in the timeline. You know this here and now. You know. But if you allow your consciousness to shift, and what always seems to happen in these time shifts. Uh, or the time slips, where it's very accidental, is is that people will have a shift in consciousness. Very often, upon being interviewed, the people who experience these shifts forward or backwards in time, they'll say, "Well, I was just very quiet, or we were very quiet, and then suddenly we were somewhere else." And then, uh-huh. uh, you know, they they get they 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 seem to have a shift in consciousness. They go they go within, they get very quiet. And, and and they have a shifting consciousness, and then, and I think it's that shifting consciousness then that allows them to to step somewhere else on the timeline, because we we really have access to virtually any point on the timeline, place, and any time. You know, it's it's all there. You know, it, it's coexisting, but we're just stuck right here. You know, which isn't you know a bad place to be, but it you know it's very limiting is what I'm saying. So what what I found over and over again with these stories was the same thing. When you're talking a timeline, I mean, time is is of this dimension. So are you slipping into other dimensions or other versions of... Well, that's that's often an explanation. People like to have, like, say, well, it's a dimensional shift. But I, 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 you know, I think language gets in the way of this. One of the things that prevents us from moving freely 
forward or backward in time and in, and in locations is 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 gravity you know so uh-huh. it, it once once again it's very it's very dependent on our physicality you know the the laws of our being physical beings if your consciousness moves outside of it then you could literally go anywhere anytime and in fact you could actually take your body with you you know i mean i've experienced uh-huh. this i've taken a step and i'm like 20 miles away and it's like it's a whole different time it's a whole different place and i never went back <laughs> so i've gone for i i'm a time traveler right i went 20 miles into this 20 miles into the future you know and it's like there i am but but i i think that i think that 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 the way the way we look at time as it is is being fixed, like you know, sixty seconds in a minute and sixty minutes in an hour, twenty four hours mm-hmm. in a, in a day, and that that sort of thing. It's all dependent on solar time, and and yeah. it's all dependent on, on when light light strikes us, you know, which is which is light is omnipresent. You know, it, you know, it is it is not a one-time thing. You know, we we have such a limited concept of all of this. We as light strikes you, that is the now moment. You know, that initiates life and light. But I, you know, so so what we think of as time, uh, and in the limitations of time, you, you almost have to think of time as defined by lim- time limitations, because that's the way people think of it. You know, it's like boxed in. You know, there's only uh-huh. so many minutes in the day. So th- that is an illusion, an illusion or a limitation, if you will, of this physical life, this three-dimensional world we're in. So there, there is something outside of our three-dimensional linear world that we're in with all its boxed-in physical, you know, laws of physics that, that, that keep us here in, in, on this, you know, place, you know, in terms of gravity and, 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 and weighted down in the very spot we now occupy. But, but, the, but, but if we move outside of, 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 of our physicality, that is, as spirit or as consciousness, conscious energy leaving the body, if we move outside of our body, as Uspensky said, the way to get outside of the boxed-in thing, said Uspensky, is through, he said, meditation. But, you know, he was, he was transcribing it for people that he knew. It, it, it uh-huh. is a shift in consciousness. It is opening up your consciousness and moving outside your physical limitations. So, in other words, what about, an out-of-body experience. What about people? I have heard um, people talk about holding time. And yeah. um, it, yeah. it's, I've, I've, heard, I've heard two sort yeah. of versions of it. One is... One is suddenly seeing something that is obviously from from the distant past, yeah. as though yeah. as though you know it was uh, a jumping back in time, and the other yeah. I experienced when when I when I was um, I, I created a deck of cards and I painted them. They're all hand painted mandalas, and I found that I would sit down for eight or ten hours of painting, and before I knew it. The time was gone, and obviously I had yeah. done something, yeah. but but yeah. but it was it was putting myself in another yeah. level of consciousness in, in that one. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I, I and, get it. And you it know, was, the, I mean, I wrote it, one it book. Was, it was called Perfect Timing, and it, and it looked it looked at folding time, and it looked at how how we can actually learn to compress time and expand time. Uh-huh. And I have exercises in that book. It's an older book, but doggone, it works. And it, it, it saved my 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 bacon many times. I remember the times when I had to compress twenty hours of work in like an hour, and I did it. You know, because you can compress time. And you can expand time. And, and the people think that's crazy. Think about when you were in an accident and time, you, you move so slowly. Oh, yes, slow so, motion. So yeah. slowly, yeah. Okay, you see everything. It, what, it, what, what, what that was, let's be honest, is your consciousness got outside of you for a moment. It was released, and it slowed everything down for you. It broke it down so you had greater conscious awareness of everything going on in minute detail and and you were able to like every every moment you could hold it you know and every every uh-huh. second could last as long as you needed it to last and and there are times when we seeming seemingly speed up time because we choose to have time go quickly you know like when you're having fun right so it, it happens <laughs> yeah. both ways yeah but but this idea of, of folding time now there are some cutting edge physicists that are writing, and I refer to them in my book. Um, they they write on the the area of of um, uh, the megaverse, the uh, the, uh, the multiple universes, and and uh-huh. and the, this is so interesting because they say what what is happening is that in a sense um, the dimensions are folded. Or, or, or the, or the world that we're in, you know. Once, you know, the, the words get confused because we have certain built-in meanings which may not be accurate in in future exposition. But let's say that this world is just so close to the next world, and this universe is so close to the next universe. And this reality is so close to another reality. We're like layered. We're tightly layered, but light doesn't mm-hmm. go around the edges. So it's folded. So these separate realities, separate realities, right? This sounds like a Castaneda book, separate realities. <laughs> so so separate, separate realities in separate universes and separate, um, uh, separate um, uh, worlds are, are, are and. They're all they're all layered and they're all like they're like a map that's been folded many many times. But if you open it up, it's one map. But you fold it up, and 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 uh, just on the other side of this tiny little thin piece of paper is a whole different place on the map. Yeah. And 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 they, and they say that's what we are, and, and and they say that it it could be as thin as a membrane. If you wanted to, to put it into words, but I think once again words are loaded. So, but they uh-huh. say it's a very thin, it's a very thin dividing line between this reality or this world and another reality in another world. Now, I think a lot of people when they wake up in the morning, you know, it, it, does, it, does this maybe ring a bell for you, Barbara? Is that when you wake up in the morning, sometimes you 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 feel like you were somewhere else, you were someone oh, else. Yeah. And you were living another world, and I think that a lot of us are living parallel world, parallel lives, 
and parallel realities. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I, I know. I, I yeah, think, I, uh, you know, I... I mean, the writing of, of Jane Roberts always always comes back to me and, and the Seth Speak material, the idea uh-huh. that once you've cr- created a given energy to something, it becomes begins begins to take a, a shape. I mean, I know that from ghost hunting, you know, was that a lot of the, the, the dark forms that are, 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 are developed, you know, and, and haunt buildings are not really deceased people, but... They're like they're like emotional entities that have been created by people's dark thought forms, you know. Egregores, yeah. Egregores, yeah. Egregores yeah. is a terrible thing to think about because it, it indicates that we've created our own demons. You know, it's a terrible well, thing I, to I, think about. Yeah. No, I, I believe we do that, and sometimes, you know, when we pass on, we leave it. We forget to take everything with us, and. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pack it all. Take it, please. Just pick it off. I'm not packing that one. But, uh, yeah, no, I think I think that, that there is so much more to our place in the cosmos and our purpose in the cosmos. And, and, and you know, so many of us, especially as we get older, um, you know, it, it's like we're not, we're not croaking quite yet, but we're, we're sort of doing the, um, the the life review and you know what is my impact what is my purpose why am i here and you know what is it i was here to gather to learn and you know if i knew that i'd make sure i i put off learning that final lesson as long as i could but yeah. but it's it's sort of like there's there's more to life than than just you know eating and sleeping and and doing day to day there's there's so much more to it and yeah when 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 we are at 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 different places in our life the element of and and you go into it you know it, it for in quite a number of places with the fact that you know shamanic journeying and meditation and yoga yeah. masters and and I'm not saying that everybody has to start meditating and and doing all sorts of heavy duty spiritual work but the reality is Getting in touch to your higher self, with your higher self, through whatever yeah, you, method yeah. you want, is really you need to important. Learn to do this as, you need to learn to do it as quickly as possible. You don't have you have to sit and meditate twenty hours a day. And if you, if okay. you learn to, to if you learn to un, 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 uncork your spirit and release uh-huh. your 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 higher power and get in touch with your your conscious energy. You should be, able, you know, you should be able to learn that lesson quickly and go back to it every day. It's like a learning bicycle. You shouldn't have to sit there and meditate for hours and hours and hours. I mean, I've studied yoga for years. I mean, I'm a student of, of Raja Yoga, but uh, honestly, people spend so much time doing this that it becomes a ritual, and I don't like ritual. <laughs> you know, you, no. you, you should learn. You should learn to quickly shift into a consciousness. Higher consciousness. Yeah, I co- yeah I call it a click in. You know, it's if I'm going yes, to be doing, it, it's my click in. I go to my yeah. a place inside of me and I click in and I'm there. And the ego has well, people, gone out to lunch or out to the movies yeah. or whatever. 
Exactly. Well, you know, people like you, Barbara, that are, are psychic, you know, you know, this seems to come easy to you in, in a, compared to other people. But everybody should learn this at some point. And then when you learn it, you, you shouldn't have to keep relearning it every day. You should be able to go to it. You should be able to quickly click in. You know, yeah, um, yeah exactly. You should be get, You should be able to tap into a higher consciousness at any time, doing the dishes, walking, anything. You know, this is ex- extremely important that people learn to do this. And it is extremely now, important that people learn to, 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 to program and, and, and do dream work of a significant nature because you can learn in your dreams. Oh, yeah. I, I think that the dream work is, is for me, fascinating because um, – Especially with recurring dreams. I mean, I have fantasy dreams, which which hold no purpose at all. But but then there are other dreams that you you know you have to have. I mean, it's a form of recreation. I mean, I've even yeah. I've even gotten up in the morning, you know, at the end of a dream and and laid there and thought, no, I I think I'm going back in and changing the ending. And I've gone back in and changed the end of my dream. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I've done that. It's, it, it, isn't it fun? You know, it's like it's like when you have the same recurring dream, and it's so troublesome. And I said, you know, I've been having this dream like every other night for decades now. I'm changing yeah. the outcome, and I did over a period of time. I changed it, you know, and and I had you know a certain amount of feedback because. Because it was possible to do that on on some level of reality, you have that control, and it's it's a matter of touching that that point where you do have the control. I mean, all uh-huh. the power is within us. Well, yeah, that's true, and we do create our reality by our perception of it. And yes. and yes. you know and that, and so that's it's, the first it's, thing. It's it's, my, my, yeah. My teacher always said the first thing is is to is to perceive it. If you can't perceive it, you can't believe it. And if you don't believe it, you can't achieve it. But you know, right. he, he, I think I think he put it this way, and I don't think he invented these terms. But if he said that it had to be in a certain order. But first of all, you have to perceive it. You have to see that it's possible. And I think this is seeing, seeing with new eyes. You know, having the uh-huh. vision to see what could be there. You know that seeing how things could be different, how things could be better, how things how things could fit together, because in the end it is all going to fit together. It, it, it's not spatially the way we think it is. You know, we're not going to be able to measure everything. You know, with a yardstick in the end or weigh everything and have it all come out right. I know the scientists would love that. It's, it's this is not really the this is not really the world we inhabit. You know, and it's no. like well. No, but 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 in the end, it, it, there, we are going to see a pattern to it. You know, there's going to be a pattern to life that's gonna that's gonna make sense to us, and we we need to start opening a new eyes to see that what it is. You know, because this is so important. This is why we're here to learn, to grow, to discover, and evolve spiritually. I mean, the universe depends on us. Every one of us has as a song, a part of a song to add to this great symphony of life and evolution. It is is spiritual evolution. And consciousness can't evolve without everyone participating. 
Well, and at least for this lifetime, this is this is one of those times where spirit, for some reason, has to be in the physical to gather the experiences that it needs. And and you know, there have been moments that I've stopped and I've I've said to myself, self, did you really need this, or was this just playtime, or you know. <laughs> Yeah, and, and in the end, in the end, they don't begrudge a lot of the playtime. But but you know, it's like we spend so much time doing silly things and not really, you know, seeing the pattern and 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 getting the message. You know, we we confuse as Marshall McLuhan would say would say we confuse the messenger with the message. It's, we always think of the messenger. It's the message, and and we're in, and are we internalizing the message? Is it meaning anything to us? Is it, do we, are we are we absorbing the meaning? You know, or, or or are we trying to weigh it? It's like you know, how many ounces is that? You know, how, you know how how long is it? We're obsessed with like like putting clothes on everything, and it's like. And, and, and measuring it, you know, with a tailor's tape, you know, everything. It, it is it is a little more to it than that. That is just very yeah, superficial. And I think what what's so fascinating, everybody puts a certain amount of of, um, of of weight on, you know, an education, you know, college or master's degrees or PhDs or whatever. And the reality is that means absolutely nothing except you have a lot no. of paper. But but it yeah. it's important though that that we spend the time in getting to know ourselves and and getting to master an understanding as to the purpose of a lot of the events in our life and how we can utilize that experience to our greatest benefit. And and I yeah. think that that so often we get caught up in the 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 physicality and the epidermal stuff as yeah. opposed to the deep stuff that means so very much oh yeah i think people some of the... want to memorize yeah people want to memorize oh, yeah. things you know or 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 they have this like uh, all these dates in their mind or how to spell spell things i mean this is so this is so insignificant i mean I told my son, I don't care what kind of education you get or what you do with your life. Just think about two things: learn to read, keep reading, yes, and 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 and, and weigh everything, but don't necessarily believe anything. And think for yourself. Yes. Think for yourself. <laughs> we need to think for ourselves. Who's doing your thinking for you? Because your thinking is very important. Our thoughts have power. It's 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 energy. It's intelligent energy that we're projecting out. Oh yeah. Those are our thoughts. Some of the wisest people I have ever known didn't make it past ninth grade. And yeah. And you know it it and they've written books and they've done all sorts of things. They've taught classes and and uh, you know it's 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 wisdom, not knowledge, that's important. Knowledge is, yeah. you know, book learning. Wisdom is taking it and making it your own and then living it as an example for others. Oh, I, I should mean, write that I down. had a teacher. Uh, that's good. I had a teacher <laughs> who would take me out in the woods and, and uh, try to get me lost. And she finally just said, you know, if you understand how these woods operate and what they're saying and what they're doing, 
um, you would understand everything. I said, what? She said, I'm going to give you some tests. And she would, like, point out things. She'd say, tell me the meaning of this. Because there was a meaning to every pattern that happened in the woods. Everything. Oh, yeah. And it's like, well, to me, it was just a pretty place. And she said, you're just looking at the surface. Yeah. And she said, I don't think I can do much with you until you open your eyes. She was right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I think that's, it, it, it's sad. Um, our education, in, in my opinion, and I taught school for 25 years, but in my opinion, the educational system is not teaching our kids anything. It's yeah. it's programming them, for sure, yeah. but they're not yeah. thinking. And yeah. that's, that's in, an important they, thing. They, they fill them with information, then they test them on how they remember that information, and that is supposed to measure what? I'm not sure what. It's all about testing yeah. now, right? And it's yeah. like, I would like to teach them how to, how to think for themselves. That would be great. Well, so... So getting back to folding time and time, because I, I think yeah. so many people are fascinated with how do they how do they get into a place where they can look into the past or look into the future? But the past probably more so than the future, because the past in, in many ways is is yeah provable. Well, the future is yet yeah. to be, you know. Yeah, yeah, and yet you can go into the future. I mean, I've only gone a couple of times. It is, it's a, a little jarring because it's going to be really not what you expect, you know. It's uh-huh. going to be really different, really different. Because we have no frame of reference. We have only a re- frame of reference to the past. But it's like I have exercises, and I've taken them from from different groups like, you know, Samadhi mystics. I've taken them from shamans, you know. And 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 I don't believe in guided imagery or any of that kind of thing. I think you have to do this on your own. You have to practice on your own. You have to take these journeys, and a lot of it can be done. A lot of it, a lot of this folding of time can be done in in um, in dream work, you know. But but to to set up a dream, we actually leave the body and go somewhere. I mean, you have to, you know. I've leaned a lot. I leaned a lot on. Um, hypnotic sub- suggestion self-hypnosis and uh-huh. and and I think this kind of takes up where meditation falls down because you know they would set up prompts which we we might in the metaphysical community call magical prompts but they would set up prompts yeah. uh, triggers they would call them triggers and they would they would set up triggers for you know what happens next when this happens and this happens and this happens and this happens and so you 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 basically like program yourself what's going to happen and so you 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 paint a picture you have to get very very still to do this you could do this in a waking dream or you can program this to happen as soon as you fall asleep at night during normal sleep hours but you you need to like get very very still put the body consciously to sleep Put your brain to sleep. That's very important. And to do that, you need to reach a, an inner, I call it inner body harmony, where your brain agrees that your consciousness is not going to get you in trouble. You're going to be perfectly <laughs> safe in your bed, and you don't have to worry about something that's going to come and snatch this man and rip him on, limb to limb. That's because that's what the brain does. It protects you. So you say, okay, I'll, yeah, I'm going to give you some time. You can actually rest. You could 
turn off and you know and you turn off and it's like it's really important that you really turn off and then and then then you program uh like on a slate i say go inside your mind with your mind's eye inside your inside you you're you're drawing a picture of where you want to go what you want to see when when this is where this is the characters if there are different characters and and what you're going to be doing and what you would like to learn and you may get as detailed as you as, as you want you know so it can be very very specific in your programming your dream but what you're really doing is programming an out of body real experience if you do this right now then you you tuck that back and then you see nothing but blankness and then when when that happens then you bring forward the the tablet you know the picture you've drawn and when that comes forward it's like a it's it's like it 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 is like a a map that will take you with unerring accuracy toward your, the time and place you've selected. This is all karmic, you see, because because you 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 can you can you can magnetically go exactly to where you need to go, and and I you know I I I encourage people to try to try programming their their out of body um, lucid dreams because lucid dreaming can be so significant. It can be oh, yeah. so revealing and have such insight. It can answer so many questions, questions that you don't even know you have, and, and yet you can actually program it to answer specific questions you know you have. And, and you can set up the conditions. You can go backward in time and explore things. You can go forward in time and explore things. You could go to different places that are far away and explore things. But always, always these dreams are revealing and filled with insight and treasures far greater than gold, you know, treasures of, of knowledge and, and power that you need to bring back. Because this is what we need in, in our life journey. We need this insight. This is why we're here. It is not to sit on the sofa and watch reruns with potato chips. It is more. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, I think the, the one thing that, that I have found is that it, for me, and, and I can only speak for me on this one, um, most of the material I get is symbolic. So that, you know, I'm yeah. not, you know, nobody walks up to me with a piece of paper and says, here's your answer. It's, yeah. it's yeah. There, there's yeah. something symbolic there that I have to work through and work out to be able to, to get the deep meaning that, is, that has been presented. Good point, good point. And, you know, I used to be accused of visiting people in their sleep, and I would hand them notes, and they couldn't read the notes. Because, actually, <laughs> I would just hand them a note, and there wouldn't be anything on the note, you know. Because in, 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 on, on my part, I was handing them a note. I already know what the new note said, so I didn't actually write it. And they'd say, I opened the note, and I couldn't read it. I said, of course you couldn't read it. Because I just thought what it was, you know, I handed you a note, but you have to actually put the message there. So I don't know. My, my teacher said you have to be very, very, 
very demonstrative in, in in a lucid dream. You have to actually, you know, you know, jar people uh, into acknowledging things. Cause this is how we learn. You know, we're jarred into learning something, and and um, you know, if you have to shake a few bells, shake a few bells. You know, shake them up. You know. <laughs> And, 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 yeah, a lot of it's going to be symbolic. So I always say when you come back, before you start journaling and trying to interpret your dream, and, by the way, no one can interpret your dream like you. I'm sorry. But no, no, one, knows what you, no one knows what's inside you but you. You know, you're the only one. So, so, so I, I, I always say just sit there very quietly and just quietly reflect on it before you get up and start moving around and, turning on your, your, your brain again, because your brain is going to want to analyze things immediately. And it's going to say, oh, oh this does not compute. This, not, this does not compute. This is not, you know, we cannot measure this. You know, this is, this is not within our frame of, of, of information. Well, of course not. You know, so you have to, like, sit there and, and, and you have to lie there and quietly reflect on it. It's a very quiet sort of meditation. It's, it's, it's an introspective meditation. And then and you just quietly reflect on what it was. You know, if you want to call it recapitulation, it's recapitulation. You're actually, you know, going over it. And it's like, how did it feel? And it's like you're going to be filtering this, not with your brain, but through your consciousness. Your consciousness is going to uh-huh. say, you know, uh, th- this symbol, how did it feel? And you just sit there and you're just like, you sit there and look at it. Don't try so hard, you know. It's good, you know, because your inner spirit knows all this stuff. If you just listen, it will help you, you know. Listen. Oh yeah. And and now and then you get up and then then you put it down because you're going to want to go back and revisit that dream, right? So you want it down eventually in a journal. Yeah, those journals can be so so fascinating, especially in retrospect, because lots of times. Yeah you get a message or you think you've gotten a message and if you look back on it a year later or even more, you'll notice that there's greater depth to it and greater meaning to it than you thought at the time. So yeah. it's a, it's a yeah. good idea to journal. It's, um, I mean, I highly recommend it. Now, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of shamanic stuff, a lot of... Um, I guess I, I guess I, I guess shamanic mostly um, have dealt with using hallucinogenics and um, oh yeah yeah so so you know well well a lot I mean if you look at the Oracle of Delphi that was hallucinogenic yeah. and a lot of the early shamans yeah. did hallucinogenics and and you know some of the Especially Peruvian shamans, shamans, the the ayahuasca stuff um, is, you know, I tend to I tend to veer away from those, and yet early seers and mystics utilized them. So, you know, what what is your Mm -hmm. feeling on that? Well, I think I kind of agree with you. Um, I, I have to admit, looking at many examples where the hallucinogenics would actually uh, allow some of these people to break free from from this world and 
you know, cross over to the other world. It would allow them to release their their inner spirit, their their consciousness. It's unfortunate they couldn't do it without the hallucinogenics. I think that's my my take on it because um, this is a, a very artificial way to uh, uh, spiritually awaken to the voice within you. You know, and it, it just it just uh the thought just occurred to me that if someone was using a hallucinogenic to get to other realms, so to speak, yeah. Yeah. if you used a hallucinogenic and I used the same hallucinogenic, we would go to yeah. different places to different realms and Yeah. So would you get what would be appropriate, or would you get a skewed um, impression? See, see, that's where I think it, it's not really legitimate, because if you're going to go back, you know, and look at it, like let's let's look at Carlos Castaneda, his first book, Journey to Ixland, the Yaqui Way of Knowledge. You know, it was actually his graduate thesis fieldwork with uh, with Mexican um, indigenous shamanic people. And it involved uh, using peyote and a lot of uh, indigenous um, uh, um, hallucinogenic herbs. And this was part of his field research. Well, then he, he, he don't know, he, first of all, he interviews them, and they tell him, you know, yeah, we do this, you know. But they said, you know, you, you don't need to do this. But, you know, uh-huh. like a fool, he goes down there and he does this. That is to say he takes some of these, these herbs. And 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 um, so I think this kind of skewers the information um, in that he, 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 he took drugs, if you will, that could have um, clouded his judgment uh, so that he wasn't clear-eyed during the experience. Um, yeah, and 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 I always doubt the results of this, and and I and I know that you know um, uh, 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 Paul Twitchell did the same thing, you know, and 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 and, and maybe I'm, I'm wrong about that, but but I know that uh, Timothy Leary did the same thing, you know, and it's like, yeah, and I know that different shamanic uh, leaders have done this, and it's it it's it, I'm not I'm not saying it it doesn't produce results, but you shouldn't have to do this, and it it, it becomes a little bit uh, questionable if two people have have the same uh, experience, but they have a different way of uh, recognizing it or describing it after having both of them and them taken hallucinogenic substances. So you think like, well, it just it just it just kind of kind of whacked you out <laughs> you know, it's like well, how it, much it, of it would just yeah well you know if 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 it puts you into a different state of consciousness it would right. mean that your your judgment and your perception was different too so yep. if you had yep. gotten to that same level cle- yep. clearly with greater clarity the message you yep. bring back would be altered and different as well Exactly. I think you know when you when you get this kind of information, you want to be clear-eyed and alert. You know, you don't want yeah. to be drugged out. 
and I encourage no. people to avoid those things. You know, I you know I I just think it's a very weak way to go. Well, it just uh, while while you'll definitely get something weird, it's it yeah. may not have any application to where you are where you are. And depending on what your level of consciousness was when you went into it would skew you even more. So to do this, I, I guess basically what I'm trying to say is the, so, the slow and difficult way is the best way to go because that gives you greater clarity and perception when you get to where you're going. Yeah. You know, I think of... Um I don't know if this fits you, but I always like the story of Sybil Leek, the White Witch. And she wrote a book early on with her training in psychology called Inside the Bellevue. And she got herself admitted inside the Bellevue Hospital, mental hospital. And what she discovered was that the people that were there, they were seemingly hallucinating and seeing things and describing things that were not physically obvious, but their descriptions were alarmingly similar and that they were seeing a similar thing. Now these were these were people who weren't necessarily on not necessarily drugged. You know, so I think I think that I think that what what you want is you want two people to see the same thing and have an agreed upon definition of what they're seeing without the uh-huh. fear that the 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 drugs have surfaced something in them um, psychologically that they're now that they're now reliving or or or, ex- or experiencing. And I think it's just very unreliable to, when drugs enter the picture. Oh, absolutely. I have a, a very good friend who is um, probably one of the best psychic mediums I've ever known, and she developed. Um, dementia and she said my ego is going and I said that's fabulous and she said why and I said because your ego is what gets in your way of being a psychic medium so you're probably a better psychic medium now than you were 20 years ago when your ego was fully functional yeah and and, you know she yes I mean the material that she brought forward was phenomenal. So that she was connecting directly to spirit, which is where you want to yeah. go. Now, I mean, we have you know, to get, could she... We have to get, we have to, yeah. She, she can't That's make coffee point. anymore, but she can certainly talk yeah. to the other side far better than ever before. Yeah. See, so so we we dedicate so much of our of our um, waking time uh, in our activities, in our so-called thought processes, uh, with mundane things like making coffee. Now, I, I love to make coffee because I love to drink coffee, but I, I, uh-huh. I'm finding that I drink less and less of it because I just. It just you know why do we need to be hopped up on coffee? We need to get out of we need to get out of our own way. We're we're blocking ourselves by doing all this silliness. We're just filling the day with silliness. You know, like the I love the po- poetry of T. S. Eliot. One of them is 
and no one quite agrees with me, I guess, on this, but his first great poem was The Love Song of J. Alfred Prufrock. And Prufrock spent all his time on just insignificant things, like how he looked in the mirror and how his hair was and whether his hair was long and combed and what people thought of him and and how he wore clothes and how he walked down. But he never had any, like, significance in his life. It's all this silliness. You know, and this is this is what our lives are, you know, mostly. Well, yeah, and we get into patterns. And, yeah. you know, what what is a groove one day is is a trap and a trench the next day. And it's sort of like, yeah. you know, you, you change it up, be different. Every now and then, I love to go out to yeah. dinner with friends when, when you could go to the restaurants, and I would order my meal yeah. backwards. And really? Coolest thing to do in the world. That. And and what happens what happens if you if you're really good is you manage two desserts, and because um, yeah, yeah. you have to have dessert with everybody else too. So I mean yeah, you start yeah. with dessert and then you go the main course and then you go your super salad and then you go to your appetizers and then you go to dessert again because that's where everybody else is. Yeah. But yeah. <clears throat> it just you know it's why do you have to eat a meal in one way? You can eat it backwards. Well, I had a great uncle who uh, would always ask for his, if you go to somebody's house for dinner, he would ask for his dessert first. He'd say, what's for dessert? And he'd say, oh, I'd say, well, let's say it's apple pie. He'd say, oh, my goodness, uh-huh. can I have that now? I said, you want it right now? He said, yes. Well, there was reason for that. Once he, when, he, when he was a little boy, the family house caught on fire, and he didn't get his dessert because it happened during supper time. <laughs> And so I always thought, like, well, you know, I mean, I, for, here's my takeaway from my great uncle's story. Not always, like, I want my apple pie now, which sounds really great, actually. But but, but you know, putting, putting things first that are most, you know, you don't, you don't want to forget. So I always try to do the things that are really, really getting at me and, you know, put them up first, you know, because... Uh-huh. All this other silly stuff isn't important, you know. Prioritize what's really important. Yeah. Because, like, we, we're only going to have so many blips of the heart, and then there's going to be an expiration. Is like the clock that wound down, and it's uh-huh. like not to be gruesome, but it's going to happen to each and every one of us. And then they're going to, like, you know, say, well, this person named such and such, you know, um, left us. Well... Yeah, in a sense you did. I mean, you'll probably be back, but you'll be a whole different person. But did you did you do everything that was important in your life? Did you learn anything? Did you actually figure anything out? Did you actually spiritually evolve? Are you farther along your life journey of, of knowledge and experience and insight than when you came in? Yeah, I'd like to think we're getting we're making some progress along the path. Yeah, and and it, the cool thing is, it, you know, <clears throat> I had someone say to me, "I'm just so sad about my husband because he's not spiritually oriented and he's he's you know not involved in any of this stuff." And I said, "Well, what makes you think that you're more evolved than he is?" Yeah. 
and and she looked at me and and I said, just because he's not doing the same type of study you're doing doesn't mean he hasn't already done it and he's waiting for you to catch up. Yeah, yeah. I used to be very disappointed too with people that I didn't think were very spiritually evolved. You know, people that you know went out and shot all the Bambies and people that thought mm-hmm. war was great and, you know, and, you know, the list goes on and on. Everyone has their hot buttons, but it's like, I would think some people, you know, they were just quick to anger and they, they weren't, you know, they didn't ever try to reach harmony with anything and anybody in their life. And I thought, like, why should I be angry at these people? I should be rooting for them to get better. You know, it's like, I mean, I should be cheering for these people. These are my neighbors. These are the people that I, I sincerely hope uh, figure it out at some point, you know. So I have to, like, encourage them and, and not always just, like, give them a scowl every time I see them. <laughs> that, that accomplishes nothing. No. But, you know, it, the thing is, we're all at the exact right place we're supposed to be in our evolution. Yeah. And And everybody's journey is different. And... You know, it, yeah. you can't jump on somebody else's train. You have to, you no, have, to have your no, own. No, yeah, and it, it's important for people to think about that because we always want to fix people. It's like I, you know, I, I'm, I'm right now. I'm just trying to fix myself. You know, and and, <laughs> and I just I just, I just tell people how I think I'm maybe beginning to get a little bit fixed, and I tell terrible stories about how unfixed I am. And 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 I hope it you know helps people a little bit, but but they got to live their own life and figure it out for themselves. No one's gonna no one's gonna get you there, but you, you know, mm-hmm. it's an individual journey. Well, and that's that's I think what people, especially today, need to hear and need to know that that that, that whatever is happening today in the world is happening because. We're, we were a part of creating it, and we're yeah. here to add to the resolution of it or, or the explosion of it, whichever whichever way we're supposed to go. But but there's there's an ongoing uh, tide here, if you will, and and it's we're not stuck. And when people feel stuck, it's because they're afraid to move. And 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 you know, understanding that that we're on, we're we're in a flow. We're not stopped. And if if you put yeah. your feet down and you plant your feet and you don't go any further, I promise you, you're you're still moving ahead. You just don't notice it. So so you know, yeah. taking part into it in it and making an effort to expand your own consciousness. And and there's no there's no. Yeah. Um, you know, perfect score or anything like this. Whatever you no. do, you know, is 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 fabulous and perfect for you. Whether whether you're watching ice cubes melt as a meditation, yeah. or whether or whether you're sitting chanting Om for nine hours a day, yeah. whatever whatever feels perfect and right for you is exactly where you're yeah. supposed to be. Well, and if it, it doesn't and, feel and, right, and, and, you know. and to, re, and to realize that, that we are a, a part of this and, and that we're a part of co-creation. I think people think that we're just kind of like walking along. Or sometimes I think people think they're just like like trapped in a, a board game and like, 
you know, they just keep getting buffered around and battered from side to side, and 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 they're like they're like punching bags, and they're like reacting, you know, the victim mentality that 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 they just get they get tossed around from here to there, you know, by every wind that comes along and every mm-hmm. every new tide and, and every every force of nature and everybody, you know, and, and, and they're poor, poor, pitiful me, you know. <laughs> you know, like the, the Linda Ronstadt song, poor, poor, pitiful me. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, poor, poor, pitiful you. You know, it's like you are a co-creator of of the universe. This world is not fully formed, folks. It is in a state of transition. It's in Uh a state of constant transition. And nothing, I mean, just stay outside and watch the grass grow. Nothing tomorrow is going to be the way it was today. It's dynamically changing everywhere around you constantly. And you're either part of it or or you're not. And and really Uh there's no way to avoid being involved because you're here. You know, you're you're oh, in yeah. the picture. You know, it's like it's like when I, I started to walk in on a on a play that I thought had already started, and the cast was actually walking on stage from the lobby, and I ended up on stage with them. I, you know, you don't want to be that involved, but but no. you know, it's like especially when it's Equus and someone said you're not in the cast, and I said yeah, yeah. I guess that's because I have my clothes my clothes on. Yeah, so I, yeah. I sat down, but you know. We are all part of this this evolving process. This is a play in production. We are living the play right now, and and yeah, we... and and yeah. Think of, think of of the, of the great Indian goddess Kali, with her all her arms reaching out to humanity and love to embrace them. But but in the end, Kali will destroy the world to rebuild the world, and and we really shouldn't get all upset about this. You know, because because change is dynamic and everything is Absolutely. changing. Well, I think we have to be like Chicken Little in the in the uh, farmyard. Um, there's a story about how Chicken Little was in the in the farmyard in in the in the in the dirt there and was laying on its back with its feet in the air, and yeah. you know everybody kind of looked at him. Do you have you heard this? No. Okay, so so the roosters wandered around and said, you know, what are you doing? And Chicken Little said, well, I heard that the sky is falling and, and I'm going to try to catch it. And the rooster said, and how much do you think you can do? And Chicken Little said, I do what I can do. Exactly. Exactly. Just Just be accountable. Have a sense of responsibility and caring. You know, cast your vote. It's important. Yeah, it's it's important to to to, to be caring. You know, and, and to try. Just the the effort of trying is more than what you accomplish physically. It is the transfer of intelligent energy as you project this thought out. This loving. There's nothing stronger in the universe than love. Nothing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, people too. People say, well, it hmm? it. it, it the 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 journey the teach a long time ago um i did a barter with an astrologer and and um at one point he said to me um you know you 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 should be doing this work full time and i said well you know when i retire i'll i'll 
see where I am and what I'm doing. If anybody's around, I'll talk to them. And he jumped on me. He said, you don't understand. It's not arriving anywhere that is the teaching tool. It's your journey that is your teaching tool. The journey and everything. And, you know, and it's like kind of like once you arrive at the top of the mountain, the only thing you can do is take a deep breath and turn around and find the next mountain. So exactly, exactly. I think people need to see their life as a journey, and 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 you know, being willing to accept the call to embark on the journey, uh, and 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 uh, having the courage to embark on it and fully embrace the journey, and and mm-hmm. and, and and to recognize that we're on a journey of discovery, and this is this is what your life is. It, it's not just supposed to be comfort. You know, we're the only animals that I can see out here that are just trying to, like, find comfort in life. You know, mm-hmm. there's more than life. To, there's more to it than just being comfortable. Oh, geez, yeah. And sometimes yeah. if you're comfortable, then you don't go anywhere. You just sit back in the hammock and, and drift. And, you know, that may be appropriate for some people, but not for most of us. There's, you know, and yeah. you can't do a wrong thing. Because everything no. you do is is a teaching. You know, you're going to learn from it. Everything. And, you know, everything. it's kind yeah. of like, don't touch the stove, it'll burn you. Well, oops, yep, it did. Not going to do that again. So, you know, it's, there's, it's, life is so exciting, no matter what stage it you're is. in. And, and you know, I'm I'm really glad I'm not, you know, I, I'm, I'm beyond potty training, and I'm really glad I'm not in my 20s or 30s anymore. And I have to admit, I hit 50, and life got so much more exciting. And then 60 got better, and 70 is fantastic. And I, you know, I'm I'm excited about 80 coming in a couple of years because, you know, everything is is new and exciting, and there's more stuff to get involved in and get in trouble with, and you know, and create. And, and, and you, see, you know, you begin to see how, and you just begin to see how valuable. Every year is, and every day is. And I, oh, yeah. I start every day like, what can happen today? I mean, you know, the old me used to be, is going to be a fun day or not a fun day? It's going to be a hard day or not a hard, uh, easy day? You know, it, it, it's it's like, is this a layback day or a, a work hard day? You know, it's like, it's like, what are we going to learn today? What's going to happen? Uh-huh. It's like really exciting. Well, I think I just that can't wait people. To yeah, no, it's it's phenomenal, and there's always a surprise, and and always. you know maybe maybe keeping a journal of you know okay what was the surprise for today, and you know what did I learn today, or or you know what kind of positive message do I get out of the chaos that I created, and yeah, you know it, it you know, there are times, but I think. I mean, love is absolutely important in life. But the other one other thing that, that I have found personally for me, and it may be for others, if you don't have a sense of humor, um, yeah. it makes everything harder. <laughs> harder? Harder, yeah. A sense of humor oh. is, is crucial to make life flow. Oh. Oh, yeah. No, the sense of humor... Is you know and laughter. Laughter is probably one of the greatest, most powerful tools out there. So that so that yeah. you know, 
having love in your life is important and being being a loving, caring individual. But on top of that, if you have a sense of humor and you can laugh at almost any situation and find joy in it, then your life is very rich. Well, you, you look you look back at the people you meet in the course of the day, total strangers right on the street. And, mm-hmm. you know, there are people that are, like, really clever, and there are people that are impressive, people that are striking, you know, people that are loud, people that seem mousy, people that seem downtrodden, people that seem confident, you know, and all the, all the evaluations we might form of these total strangers. But the one that sticks out at the end is the one who's kind. It is far mm-hmm. better just to be kind than to be smart or rich or handsome or anything oh, yeah. else. Just, be, just being kind. You know, when I when I look back at my high school days, and I do it, you know, it's a long way back. I found that that the 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 girls that were the pretty girls didn't develop the personalities and and the character that those of us who were not pretty developed. And yeah, you know, you know very... that was a surprise to go back and see yeah. all these people years <laughs> later and the pretty ones that had terrible lives because they thought that was their ticket to eternal happiness. And it wasn't, you know, that fades, you know. It's like, oh, it's gone. It's gone. (laughs) It's like you're not so pretty anymore. You know, but the the inner beauty of the people that just glow, I mean, that's special. And, and, you know, try to tell a, a, a plain teenager that now but um you know it's kind of like you're going to develop aspects of your character that are just so far and above other people's that it's going to be spectacular and and yes you're going to have to wait a while to get the abundance from it but it does come and uh yeah you know that, that that was a big awakening for me when i um looked back at at you know the the reunions and took a look at the people that were the popular ones and thought, oh, yeah. my, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I always remarked that the pretty girls that were married three times when I met them. It's like, <laughs> whoa, whoa. Yeah. You know, did I, want to be, did I really want to be one, two, or three, or just on the outside looking in? No, 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 no. Yeah. Now, I mean, not, not, not to, you know, poke fun at these people, but, I mean, they're, there are people that can handle that and then people that think that that's all there is. And there are some very wonderful people that happen to be good-looking. Don't get me wrong. But, but oh, sure. Yeah. And, and, but I think, you know, to learn from all of the obstacles in life and, and, and not to be and, – and, and not to complain all the time that what's – What's coming your way is too hard, and why is my life difficult? Why, you know, why haven't been dealt this difficult hand in life? You know, and why aren't things easy? I mean, I, I, I spent those years thinking, why, you know, wasn't I born into a more fortunate situation? And why didn't I get all the breaks? And it's like, you dummy, you were here to learn, you know. And it's like, be thankful of all the obstacles along oh, your yeah. path because those obstacles are going to train you how to get around obstacles 
and then you will become a champion of those obstacles. But but I think a lot of it comes from understanding yourself and getting to know yourself. And I mean, there there are many times that I've you know had conversations with myself, and it was like, self, do you know what you're doing? No. Well, have a good time, you know. <laughs> well, well, most like, people don't even really like themselves because. I think that the, the true self inside them, they're, you know, sees the ego on the outside and is like repulsed, you know, and, and it's like, well, you, you know when someone's looking at you through the window and is repulsed and you, you don't yeah. feel good about yourself. So I think that this kind of inner loathing just weighs people down, you know, and it, and it, it is so important. If, you, if you're going to learn to love other people and accept other people and help other people, you have to learn to love and accept yourself first. You do. And that's a big one. I'm still, I'm still working on it. <laughs> still working. <laughs> well, you're still here, so, so you got plenty no, of time. I'm still here. As, as long as you're here, you're still in the game. Yeah. And then you're in no, another I, game. Yeah. No, that, it, that, that's an absolutely important thing. For people to hear and understand that, that you know, so many people say, "Well, I like me," and you know, the, it's it's. Somebody asked me once, you know, if you could change anything in your past, what would you change? And I wouldn't change a thing because I really like who I am now. So, if it took all of the garbage that I went through, then that's what I needed to get to where I am. And I'm still working on me, but but you know, I'm very happy with you know. What I've got now, I, I certainly have a lot of refining and polishing to do, but yeah. but it's sort of like I I don't regret anything. Um, well, I, I, I find that I'm filled with regrets, but you know, honestly, when I look right in the mirror, I have to say I probably wouldn't change anything because these are the steps that took me here, you know, uh-huh. and, and and and. The person I am now is uh, based on the person who was there, and all those those experiences, while painful uh, and dark at moments, <laughs> very dark yeah. at moments, you know, actually, <laughs> yeah. actually, we're learning experiences, and I, and I should be thankful for every learning experience. I mean, learning is painful. Growth is painful. I mean, people don't always remember that growth is painful. You know, it's it's just like when people get sick. They always want someone who's going to give them a pill or give them some magical surgery that's going to make them better without feeling any more pain. And it's like, Uh you know, growth is is painful and, and change is painful and life is painful. And it's like, but you don't dwell on the pain. You know, it's like, you know what I mean? It's like, I, I think that everyone's looking for quick fixes. They're not willing to put in the time. And, like, learning is painful. Yeah, well, some of it is. I, I have to admit, um, doing the radio show, I read at least a book a week. And while that is sometimes laborious, I have learned from every book I have read. And so I have grown from it. So, so yeah, yeah. Painful, yeah, sometimes it is painful. There's no doubt about it. When, when you know, I make a choice or something like that that isn't appropriate for me, 
I sit back and I say, well, let's not do that one again. You know? <laughs> but, but, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, if you look at a plant as it grows, it stretches and and stretching hurts sometimes. I mean, and it, it it's it's growth is something that that if you're not growing, you're not living. Yeah. And you don't yeah. want to well, be you know, stagnant. We we have these expressions which we quickly forget when we pass adolescence, but the term is growing pains. There's, mm-hmm. there's pain to growing. It, it, it actually is when your teeth are coming in. You know, it's painful. And I and I think this is like a life lesson. It's going. It's, it's telling you that along the way, as as you grow and change, you know, it's going to be painful. And, and and so people, you know, begin to fear change. And and I think a lot of people are very fearful of change. Today, we're in a, we seem to be in a time of great change. And a lot of oh, people yeah. are, are very upset by that because it's not comfortable to go through all this change. Well, you know, like, you know, life isn't all about comfort. It's it's all about change and adapting. Yeah. Well, and it, it's important, I think, for people to realize, too, that this is this is an amazing time for all of us but and we all have responsibility to make changes first in ourselves then in our lives and then in the totality of what we're involved in and taking taking responsibility for ourselves first but but then understanding that that we are creating a reality again by our perception of it so having a a clear view as to you know what would be good and healthy and, and wonderful for everybody, and you know doing learning how to do a click in to get to the higher consciousness, and then start to put out um, put out energy and and create the future that we all want to have, <clears throat> and and I, I think the visualization and creativity comes in here too, but. But a form of meditation, some form of meditation, is certainly um, advisable for everyone at this point in time. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I wrote uh, the time books, and then I wrote uh, messages from beyond, which was about people who wake up and they hear, you know, they they realize that they're they've experienced something else, or they're hearing things. Mm -hmm. And then, and then I realized that you know people don't understand how our our thoughts are out there. I wrote a book called uh, uh, Visual uh, Manifesting, and manifesting, you know, I think was a, an attempt to show how we 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 can visualize change and project our thought forms out as intelligent energy. And actually, and, and there's a good examples of that. The the man, the uh, the uh, the Maharishi effect. The Maharishi mm-hmm. Yoga got his students to project thoughts of, of of peacefulness, and around the world, you know that 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 experiment has been replicated, and they found that where groups of people meditate on peace in a community for the community, the crime rate goes down. You know, and and in uh, uh, Mr. Emoto in, in in Japan with his messages in water and miracles and water, you know. It, he showed how people could actually manifest 
physically manifest, even crystalline changes uh, in, 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 in the world around them. And even children could, could uh-huh. collectively project thoughts of love and healing out there and with great effect and manifest change through visualizing and then projecting their thoughts. And all of us can do that. We can visualize a better world, a healthier world, a happier world, a more peaceful world, and, and, and actually project that out to manifest these changes as real change. And, and if well, we do this collectively, it'll have an impact. Absolutely. Absolutely. There there was a, a group that did um, a world... What was it? the chamber within Woodstock, and they had, um, a, and it was an organization that meditated on peace every the eleventh of every month at eleven oh. o'clock, and yep. they they we I, I was a part of it for a while, and it was just fabulous because you knew that as you were starting your meditation on peace, uh, an hour away. You know, a time zone away, another group was just finishing up, so you picked it up and you created a chain of peace meditation around the world. And it was it was yeah. an amazing thing to be a part of. And I don't know if they still do it, but, you know, this goes back to the 60s and 70s. But um, it was a phenomenal thing to be a part of. And there was another, yeah. there was a study done on... Um, Places that had meditation groups that meditated um, once a week at a certain time, constantly. Yeah. So it was it was a constant meditation. And hospitals yeah. near them had people yeah. healing faster during those time frames than yeah. at other times. So that so that yeah. you know you're just you're getting together with a group of people and meditating isn't a benefit just to you or just to the group. It does radiate outwards and if done consistently and, and and at the same time every week or whatever, that energy does affect the the environment around you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it, it's really good to do this in groups. And, and along those lines, you know, um, I think people can actually program their lucid dreams to do group dreaming and actually uh-huh. experience things collectively. That's a little trickier, but it, it's like there's power in doing things in groups. There's tremendous power because you have to remember that you're you're not just like holding a thought within you. You're projecting you're projecting a thought out as 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 um, as intelligent energy, and and, and 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 that has an impact and it has a direction. Uh, well, I think to the important thing for people to realize is this costs nothing. This is something that you can you can do as a group that costs nothing, that puts energy yeah. out there that's powerful, more powerful than most people realize, and and it yeah. can impact your your town, your community, um, and yeah. everyone around you. There is a sense of um, you you get together as a group, and, and when you have that group energy, it is massively important and, and, and incredible. If anyone has ever been to a um, a faith healer where they do the singing yeah. and the dancing and, and everything, you feel that energy, and when they go to do the healing, they're drawing the energy that the singing and the dancing and the praying 
had generated in that in that arena, if you will, and whoever is the, the pastor or whoever is in charge is drawing on that energy to do the healing on the people That's that it. you see going down and stuff like that. It. It's an <clears throat> it's amazing. So yeah. So, and I'm not saying you know get together and you know well no you might want to but but it does it does send energy of a very positive nature out to the whole environment. Um, so one thing we've uh, learned during the COVID season is that you know you don't have to all be in a room together to do this. You could coordinate these things and all do them at the same time, and absolutely. all project your thoughts in the same direction, collectively. Uh huh. Or you could do a blog talk show, or you could do a uh, um, a Zoom call or a Skype call. I mean, there's lots of ways you can link your energy, and um, you don't have to be physically present with the other people. You just need to link your energy, and you, no. you just send the. And in order to do that, you just get yourself into that zone, and then you expand yep. that zone out till you t- till you touch other people's zones. Yep. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. once once it's all linked, you know, it's dynamite. So I, dynamite. I guess, the, you know, it is dynamite. I, I think the important I mean, it, thing, it has you know. Tremendous, t- tremendous impact and direction. You know, people it does. Often, often overlook, you know, because I suppose our thoughts, you know, a lot of people think our thoughts are just these empty things inside our head that no one else, you know, has any uh, uh, any connection to, but it's not true. We're all of us all the time scattering our thoughts, but the trick is 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 to is to direct it consciously towards something with a specific goal in mind. Then it has impact. Well, and one thing I did want to bring up that was in your book that I found fascinating, and I want to get out there, and, and it may be a piece of trivia, but it, it really really um, I sat up straight and said, "You got to be kidding me!" Albert Einstein read yeah. Helena Blavatsky and took, yeah. had notes all throughout her book. Uh, I think it was *Ice yeah. Unveiled*. Uh, no, it and was actually he, the uh, it was the sec- the, uh, the secret doctrine. And, oh, okay. and and if you if you if you read Einstein, uh, like I've read his essays, you kind of understand how in you know, his theories on you know, a special relativity and general relativity. And you, then you read Blavatsky's description of how the cosmos works, involution, you know, consciousness, light coming down to the earth, and all of that. You, you can see that they, they, you know, I'm not going to say that one influenced the other, but they were thinking in similar ways, you know. Oh, yeah. And, and I think it, and I, and I think Tesla, too, you know, he was down carving in the dirt, and he looked up at the light and he said, ah, I get it, or something like that. I forget the exact, exact yeah. words, but it's like, it's the light. It's the light. Yeah. It is yeah. the light that is the source of all and is the all of of us that is the oneness of all. It is the, the, the true source of all consciousness and, and, and the power that drives consciousness everywhere. Yeah. And, and, and it's free. I, I think you know today we're all counting our pennies for sure, but this is free. Yeah. Um, getting yeah. getting into meditation, getting into 
journaling, getting into um, working on changing humanity and the yeah. environment and everything. It, it's all free. You don't have to pay anything for this. You just have to become a yeah, part of it. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm so, so kind of, in a sense, I don't want to get on a soapbox here, Barbara, but I think of all these people that spend so much money going to classes and getting certified and going to so-called mystery schools and getting certificates. And it's like, oh, my gosh, people. All the answers are uh-huh. inside you. Open up. Open it up. Yeah. Go inside. Yeah. I mean, you know, the the reality is, you know, we we are our own best teacher. And yes. and 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 going to that source as opposed to somebody else's teacher is interesting, but it won't teach you anything about your journey. So, it, you have to step inside and 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 confront your own teacher and say, "Okay, where do we go from here?" And and I promise yeah. you, you get an answer. And you know, yeah. sometimes, sometimes you sit back and say, "You've got to be kidding me!" And and yet, that's how things <laughs> do evolve and, and change and grow. You know, <laughs> give me a break. Yeah. But I, but I remember it, it, I remember reading one of uh, Satchidananda's first books, and it's kind of his autobiography of where he was working with his guru, and it came to a point where. He no longer could work with this guru because he saw all his failings. He walked up to the man and he handed everything back to him that he'd given him. And he said, I thank you, teacher, but I think you've taught me all you can. And he left. (laughs) I thought, whoa, (laughs) whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Good place to be, a good secure place to be. And then, then, you know, realize that, that, you know, you do... It, it's the teacher becomes the student, and the student becomes the teacher, and and you flip back and forth in your life. At some points you're the teacher, at some points you're the student, at some points your students are teaching you, and you're embarrassed to to be to be charging. And so you know it it's 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 an amazing um, dance that you go through, and you yeah. know there are so many ways that you can enhance that process. You could use solfeggio music that will put you into your brain into a higher frequency that will enable you to to get into these places you need to get into there there's drumming there's so many different ways of getting into that zone and once you've found the way to get there then magic is yours and you know can we change the world yep one person at a time and i think there are a number of People, we come into this incarnation, this into this world, uh, already knowing they're like our soul family. They're like soul companions that, that travel with us. You know, they're kind uh-huh. of like on the same. Well, Wavelength. I don't think they're on the same path, but they're, they're they're kind of on the same journey as we are. They're, you know, they're they're part of our soul family, and we'll always be running into these same people over and over again, you know. They oh, might yeah. be our our father, our our daughter, our friend. And and, and and you'll know them when you see them because they'll be like it'll be that deja vu moment like, haven't I met you before? You seem so familiar. And you could do like yeah. you could like and you could finish each other's sentences. You know, and and and, and, and I I've 
and I've gotten to know a couple of these people, and they're they're very special because they they they've been on this journey with you a long time. True, true, and and the reality is, if all of you were put on a private island someplace, you wouldn't go anyplace. You just hang around and change the world from there. And it's more important for yeah. people who have that light body energy to be in places where there aren't others so that so that they can do what they're supposed to be doing. And, you know, yeah. a living example. Yeah. And, and you can't yeah. be a living example if you're in a crowd. So, you know, it's, but it's it's fun to, to meet these people and, you know, say, whew, Glad, glad there's somebody else out there. So it, it really is exciting. Yeah. Um, I just noticed our time. Um, oh. I realized, you know, it went fast, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, it did. It did. I didn't even finish my coffee. Imagine that. Oh, I did. I did. Oh. Okay. okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so yeah. how can how can people, you know, get a hold of you, get in touch with you, and find your books and materials? Oh. Okay. So um, this book was time. Uh, shifts and uh, the newer book is um, a manif- manifesting and the other one is mysterious messages from beyond and they're all listed on Barnes and Noble online they're at uh, Amazon.com if you go to Amazon.com under the author page I have a running list of everywhere I've been and everywhere I've like like this wonderful show Nightlight. And, and uh-huh. it'll it'll tell you how to how to listen to it, and um, people can can see where I you know talk you know see what, where I where I'm going to speak next and where I spoke last. And uh, this fall, I got a couple of really interesting things coming out. Uh, there'll be actually scrolls. We're starting a new thing. It's Shipper Books called Ancient uh, Wisdom uh, Ancient Wisdom Series. And what we're doing is we're taking information of old metaphysical esoteric information and bringing it all the way up to where we are now uh, in a summary form. And then we're putting it in a scroll and we're going to put it in a tube, a plastic tube that can be buried because I don't know, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, the world goes through a lot of cycles. And I don't want to sound doom and gloom on people, but... You know, if 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 it has to be buried in the ground, you know, uh, I would like to think it would be in a plastic tube that'll last a couple couple thousand years. But the, the, I, we have one coming out this fall called Past Lives, and there's one coming uh-huh. out this fall called Lucid Dreams. And then we'll have one couple in the spring coming out called Magical Systems, and another one come out in the spring called Esoteric Esoteric Healing. And uh, wow. And 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 this is the first. We're going to do four more. We're going to do four every year. So we're going to keep doing four and then four and then four. And I hope I can at least get a dozen. And I told them, I said, you know, after I do a dozen, I said, if if I run out of gas, you get someone else to keep doing it because I I think that um, we we've got to we've got to uh, summarize this information where we are, kind of like put a a bookmark into where we are. And what we're what, where we got at this point in our civilization because civilizations have come and gone, and yep. um, yeah, I think we need to put a bookmark where we are. I think you're right too. So well, I mm-hmm. I want to thank you so much. This has been such a pleasure. 
And thank uh, you, Barbara. We're gonna we're gonna have to do it again. That's great. I'd love to. Okie dokie. And, and uh you too now. And I wanna thank everybody for listening. Um we will be back here next Monday. Uh do check this book out. It's really a a spectacular book and and it's called Time Shifts, Experiences of Slipping into the Past and Future, and well worth reading with good exercises in it. And I want everybody to stay healthy and uh, tune in next week. We will be here, and I hope you will be too. Good night now. <laughs>